0: Welcome, welcome, welcome my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital and I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. We dive into all things business, entrepreneurship, and of course, digital marketing. You are listening to episode 104 of It's Simply Digital, and today's guest is Kevin Joseph. And if you're ready to dive into paid ads to up your digital marketing game, you are not going to want to miss this episode. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: What is going on, Lisa? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am excited to have you, and you're a fellow Texan. Love that. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Born in Houston, Texas, and now I'm based in Austin. Been in Austin for like the past uh, like the past two years now. It's been dope.
0: Awesome. Um, well, I love Austin. Such a cool town to go visit and hang out and all that stuff. It's yeah, it's yeah. cool vibe.
1: Yeah everybody's so super friendly and i was just lovely uh entrepreneurial bug out here you know everybody is love, you know everybody's moving here um
0: looking to connect and <laughs> right so you know it's always fun yeah it's an explosion of people moving to texas i mean not just austin yeah. but you know where i live as well in the dallas fort worth area i mean just a huge explosion so I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great for our Almost economy. Cheaper. I know. Exactly. We'll take it. Exactly. All right. Let's get started talking about <laughs> marketing. So, um, I know you help your clients um, with paid ads on you know different platforms, and I think you know one of the things I really haven't dived in, dove into in my podcast very much is when to implement a paid ad who you should target with a paid ad, how do you figure out a budget for a paid ad. So I think we should dive into all of that stuff and kind of share some tips and best practices with my audience. So let's kind of get started. So what what would you say is the single most important thing that you should have in your mind, when you're going out for a paid, when you're looking to do a paid ad, what what's the first thing that you should set a goal on?
1: Um, the most important thing when it comes to paid ads to actually get a win
0: mm-hmm. is, having
1: a, is having a good offer. You know, I think okay. that, that's the most important thing. <laughs> <Of
0: course. laughs> a lot of
1: people are just, uh, I mean, you just be surprised, it's a lot of people, they just, they have a website, they have a brand and they're just like, all right, well, yeah, they, Facebook ads is the best thing to get. So, you know, people think that Facebook ads and Instagram ads is just like a Google ad. It's just like, it's just an ATM. You
0: mm-hmm. know, just, I
1: put my credit card <laughs> in. Ching. Yeah, and I run my website <laughs> and it's and it's fine and it works, you know, and that's and not the case at all. Like having a decent offer, having a good offer is literally going to be the best, the thing that separates you from your competition by miles.
0: So what, what does a good offer look like? What, what it, Can you kind of give me an example of maybe um, a not so great offer versus something that you've seen out there that really gets traction and gets going?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is just like, because I say an offer, it doesn't mean that like everything's a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just because, you know, you have 15% off, you know, your stuff doesn't mean that everybody's going to buy it. You know i feel like nowadays 15 percent off is the new 10 percent off you know like right if i'm not getting 50 percent off my purchase like why am i even shopping at your stuff anyway <laughs> right and so um yeah having a bad offer so i would say that's an example of a bad offer right or you know mm-hmm. that it, it could be better just to say hey i have this brush and this brush is i will give it to you for 15 percent off but like you don't have to, and then they make people go through hoops and you just have to give me your name, your email, your blood type, your social security. <laughs>
0: you, your firstborn. Right, exactly.
1: And if, and if you send up a sample of your blood, we'll give you an extra 5% off for 20%, you know? Like, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. no,
1: you know, but <clears throat> let's say if I can have an offer to get you inside the door, right? So let's say now um, going on the um, brush example again. You know, uh-huh. so I have this brush. And I say, hey, you know, we're launching a new product and, you know, we know we're looking for hair enthusiasts that love brushing their hair and just love the waves of their, you know, love the way it feels on their head. Right. So for limited time, um, if you grab one of our brushes, we'll give you um, we'll give you an extra comb, you know, for (laughs) your we'll give you an extra comb, you know, for. 30% off or or, or 30% off, uh, or let's say even 40% off for our first 10 customers. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: from there, like now you've created urgency, you know, because one, it's only the first 10. And then now you've created, you've increased your average order value, your AOV. And so now you're not just getting a brush to people to buy. Now you're also getting people a comb that they're going to be upspending more. And then let's say now if you have like a, a, a site-wide uh, 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 code, so like if you spend X amount of money, you know, you can get this off. You can also add that in there too. So let's say if, if your brush is, let's say your brush is $20 and you have, hey, if you spend $35 and more, you'll get free shipping. Mm-hmm. So now they get the brush and let's say they get the comb. Now let's say they, they're at $32. Why would they they not want to get that free shipping? You know what I'm saying? They're going to buy something else. So now you've just literally just made, got this person so much value that they want, they're looking now to spend more money on your store and on your brand.
0: So when, as a brand, do you start implementing ads? Because there has to be this ramp up time and you have to have some organic growth (laughs) before you... You, you know, you just can't go, oh, I'm a brand new entrepreneur and I'm just going to start putting Facebook ads out. So, so when, when's that magic time frame? what would you say?
1: Yeah, I would say once one, you definitely have to have a budget, you know, like you, people running at just $5 a day, um, mm-hmm. it's not going to get much traction. You know, you're better off just saving your money and just having a decent sized budget. I honestly would say like, I wouldn't start testing ads unless I had up a thousand dollars for a month you know having a thousand dollars for a month at least allows me to slowly test to see you know what works and what doesn't work you know because mm-hmm. if you're only spending five hundred to three hundred dollars a month it's gonna take you three weeks just to find out
0: if it's what, working if
1: it's working right you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's just it doesn't make sense so you might wait hey. mm-hmm. um you, you know let's you bigger budget
0: for sure let's talk about that that time period that ramp up period because I don't think we understand or most people don't understand that it takes a while for those algorithms to start really working so it's not magic that you put a thousand dollar budget out there and then all of a sudden your ads just show up in front of your audience I mean there's like this slow ramp up time to determine oh these are the types of people that opened this ad or looked at it and so then those are the targets that they have to go and so then the algorithm kind of goes and finds those people so so let's talk about that a little bit like that ramp up time and what what happens during that time
1: yeah no absolutely i mean you're 100 right lisa i'm having that having that window, especially if you're not spending a lot of money, it's going to take Facebook a while to figure out what type of people like this ad and what type of people don't like this ad. And so the more money that you can spend, the faster that you can test that and the faster that you can get people to buy your stuff. You know, I definitely rec- highly recommend people to pay more, you know, to test more faster because mm-hmm. now you, you can start to get your money back faster. You know, if it, if it takes you three weeks to figure out if something's working or not working, you literally just wasted three weeks. You yeah, know? But, but yeah. But if, if you find out what's working within one week, you can make that money back that you lost within that one week, <laughs> you know, it's a, sure. within those two weeks because you, now you have a winning product or a winning audience or a winning creative, something that you know that, hey, people like this and people don't like this. And so, um, yeah, you know, that, that time it takes... You can find that between, you know, you can find that between the the first, second day. It might take you um, a week or two to find that. At the end of the day, it's not really, I wouldn't say it's a time frame, Lisa. I would say it's of how much have you spent, you know, because if your average order, (coughs) if this brush cost me $20 to keep going on this brush example, the brush cost me $20 and I haven't even spent $20 yet, how do I even know if it works? Because- at the end of the day, at least if you spend $20 and somebody buys it at $20, at least you broke even, right? You know right? Right, right. So you at least want to spend a bit more than what your product, how much you can afford to pay to, you know, for someone to buy your stuff.
0: So, Kevin, would you suggest that you pay more up front and then you could scale back a little bit? Would, you, yeah. would that be something mm-hmm. that you'd suggest?
1: Uh, For sure. Yeah, I, most definitely, you know, because when I, when I talk about, when I talk about with uh, either on a sales calls or strategy sessions, when I say, Hey, you know, what's your budget? Usually when I hear, usually when I ask that question, there is a type of fear, you know, because it's like, Oh, my budget, like how much can I afford to pay? And they're thinking they're going to be paying this money without getting anything back.
0: Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. the most
1: I can pay, you know, not. So like, oh, I can pay like a thousand bucks and I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, are you saying that because like you like, that's what you think that you can spend because you don't know what's working or is right. it like literally just like all the money like that you have, you know? And it's right. usually the first one of like, no, I mean, if it works, I can spend more and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, that's what we need to know because we're going to have to work backwards. If our budget is $3,000 for the month, now we can figure out, we can work backwards and say, okay, hey, we can spend this much per day. And mm-hmm. now, from there, we can spend that. Let's say in three, four days, if it's working, hey, great. Let's keep on spending more money, you know, because mm-hmm. it's working. But if it's not working, yeah, let's let's turn the dial down, and so we don't have to spend as much money, you know. So that three thousand right. budget can turn yes. to, you know, seven hundred real quick, you know, based on what's working and what's not working.
0: And oh, what's not working. So, what would you say um, the best way to <laughs> figure out your target audience?
1: No, that's a great question. A great, great question. Um, I think a, mi- a mistake that a lot of people make is they try to focus their targeting on their product, you know? So they don't ideally have their customer in mind. And so they're thinking, okay, well, I have a brush. Well, what type of people might like brushes? Okay, well, these type of people might like brushes and these type of people might like brushes. So I'm just going to target them all. and And to a sense, that's correct, but that's actually incorrect because a better way to find your audience is one you really have to focus on who you're what that golden profit ratio is you know who's that slice of the pie in your entire niche that is going to raise their hand once they see your product and say hey i need that you know and what makes and now in order to figure that out you're going to have to really dive into your product and see hey what makes my product that much different from the others you know why am i different from the other who am i who am i ultimately trying to cater to because the same brush isn't gonna affect, isn't gonna be for this person that has this long beard and this person that has a stubble beard you know it's not the mm-hmm. same but now mm-hmm. once i figure out exactly who what's the ultimate goal i want my client or customer to achieve i ask that question to every single one of my clients when we first start working together what's the ultimate goal that i want them to achieve and then from there now, once we figure out that ultimate goal, now we can work backwards to figure out exactly what type of person that is, because mm-hmm. we know exactly what they want.
0: So when you're choosing a target audience and you're looking for that person, <clears throat> are you looking for that person first and then geography second? And then, like, what, what would be like the hierarchy of what you look for when you're, when you're figuring out who, who to target?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we can even like go through an example, right? So yeah. to get off the brush, bro, let's, let's go with coffee, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so let's say I'm starting up a new coffee brand. And so uh-huh. you know the ultimate goal that I want my customers to achieve is, is not to just drink coffee. The ultimate goal I want my coffee drinkers to have is not to have an upset stomach once they finish drinking my coffee. Okay. Boom. Okay. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, <sighs> what type of coffee are these people probably drinking, right? You know, well, these people, they, um, if, if they're if they're drinking coffee that upsets their stomach a lot, they're probably drinking like K cups, you know, things uh-huh. that be pre-made. Okay, well, what type of people usually probably drink K cups? Well, those people are usually busy, you know, because that's where they brought the K cup. They're usually busy right. type of people, you know. Right. So now, like, you see how now we can work backwards to figure mm-hmm. out exactly. So what they're, they're on
0: the go. They're in a exactly. hurry. They exactly. need to grab it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So now we can focus on products that fit those type of descriptions. What type of products, you know, do people use who are always on the go? You know, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, well, those type of people, they usually buy these type of things. And OK, well, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so now once we're making our targeting, once we're making our once we're making our targeting, we can just just focus on the stuff that these people are already using.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, there's
1: no need to try to reinvent the wheel and try to create this magical person who doesn't. Uh-huh. Exist. No, nah, uh-huh. there's no need for that. These people already exist. So now let's figure out what they're already doing. And now let's just get in their ecosphere. You know, uh-huh. now we need to plug our products in their ecosphere to see right. how they can start right. buying from us. Right.
0: Which which goes back to having a good offer. Ah, pff,
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kind of <cut laughs> a <little> circle. <laughs> there you
1: yeah. go. Exactly. Yeah.
0: exactly. Um, all right. So let's talk about retargeting a little bit and yeah. retargeting yeah. ads because if you don't have traction with people coming to your website, how do you, you know, what what is, let's just start, let me back up. What is the purpose of a retargeting ad and how effective is it and how do you get it to work in the best way possible?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, retargeting is is going to be the way that you're going to make money with your ads, mm-hmm. you know? like, it's great to be making fun money off of cold traffic. You know, people who just seen your brand for the first time and they buy, that's a blessing mm-hmm. it's great to have, but it's not ideal. You know, a, there's no way that you can have a surviving brand on people just seeing your stuff one time. So now we need to now re-hit these people again, right? And <clears throat> so, well, do we just show them the same ad again? No. No. You know? <laughs> so now well, what do we do? Well, now it goes to where we just talked about, Right if our people are on the go, okay, well, other, what are other pain points that these people have? You know, if they're always having to upset stomach, you know, okay, well, what, what else do they might have? Well, you know, maybe uh, their coffee isn't strong enough because it's in these K cups. And so um, they, they want to, but you know, they, they want to, they want to be up more, but you know, the more caffeine they use, the more they, it upsets their stomach. You mm-hmm. know? So now boom, now we know that, now that's another ad that we can focus on creating. And showing the people, hey, this was our product, now you're you're more familiar with our brand. Now we have another ad that's going to the, because now they clicked on our stuff or they viewed our website or whatever. Now we're gonna show them another benefit. Hey, now you know about this, here's another perk of using us. Or here's some testimonials of people just like you who've used our mm-hmm. product. You know, when you're showing reviews, hey, you know, these are people who have used their stuff they love it and it's just showing them the different aspects of your brand you know and now that's what keep people are like man i remember i saw that you know like a day or two ago you know uh-huh.
0: now
1: maybe they were on the toilet at the time and now they're <laughs> to buy, you know like, right you don't know what these people are doing when they checked out your stuff so now you're doing a disservice by not showing them your stuff again you know Lisa, right. if i came to you and i was like hey um I am going a, hey, in the next 10 seconds, I'm going to um, shoot you a thousand bucks through cash app. And you're like, oh, all right, great. And then from there, like 10 seconds happen and I don't shoot it to you. You're gonna be like, hey, Kevin, like, you know what? What's, what's going on with that thousand bucks? You're gonna rewind me, right? It's right, the same thing with your product, right? right? Like if yeah. you have a good brand, there's nothing wrong with reminding people that, hey, this is really good. Like you didn't buy it the first time, but don't worry here we are again. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. And it's, it, it is because marketing is memorization. It's, it's an act of memorization. I mean, you have to stay front of mind. You have, and we have so many things coming at us on a daily basis, you know, depending on what platform you're on, depending on what you're searching, depending on, you know, what you're liking and what you're commenting on. And we have so much coming at us. So with the crowded space, how do you stand out? And so you've said, you know, you have a good offer, you pick your target audience. What, what else would be some best practices that you would say that keep you uh, top of mind and how you stand out in an ad in such a crowded space?
1: Yeah, I think a big thing that um, a lot of marketers, A lot of marketers misinterpret is just using, solely using paid traffic to be the, you know, the main win of their business. Mm -hmm.
0: Paid traffic
1: is literally just a motor, you know, but if you have a motor, if you have this paid traffic and you have this Ferrari motor, you know, in this hoopty car, you know, in this, in this 97 Cadillac, you know, that's broken down, but you have this Ferrari motor, it's not going to run well. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, now you have to have those good systems in place. You have to have those abandoned card emails. You have to have those pers- post-purchase emails. You need to have those reminder emails that they didn't get a text. I mean, to, that they didn't get a text. You need to have those many chat uh, messenger reminders You know, to pop up in their messenger feed. You need mm-hmm. to have so many things to, to just keep you in mind, to remind them, hey, you didn't buy. Hey, we have this going on. And it doesn't mean you need to be annoying. You know but it just needs to be consistent mm-hmm. it needs to be consistent enough to where like either they want it and they're going to continue on and if they don't want it they have a chance to unsubscribe sure, and that's sure. <laughs> um
0: it's it's omni channel it's multi-channel i mean you know and I, i've talked about this before because um before the age of social media and and the opportunity to market on social media you know, you had very few options. You had direct mail, you had radio, you had television, you had billboards. You know, there wasn't a lot of, you had magazines, there were newspapers, but there wasn't like you couldn't focus on one particular audience because you didn't know who was gonna be driving by a billboard or who was gonna be opening a newspaper or who was gonna be reading a magazine. I mean, I guess you could target it if it was a women's woman's magazine or a men's magazine, right. you know, you could target your products appropriately, but this is such a, an amazing opportunity to hyper-focus, on your target audience and your particular brand and getting it in front of them and it's it's just if you take advantage of it it's life-changing for your business
1: yeah, i agree i agree i think the biggest thing now entrepreneurs just need to do is because i think because it's so big they think they can just try to focus on everyone mm-hmm. you know? and i just mm-hmm. want everybody to buy my stuff but that's the incorrect way of thinking if if we would just even take more than you know let's say you got your brand launch, take another day to really figure out who is this made for, you know, what mm-hmm. am I really going to solve with this product? You know, once mm-hmm. you really figure out what product it can solve, then you can figure out what type of people would, would, that
0: they would, need it. Would they buy it? Yeah. Would yeah. would get it by your product exactly. or your service. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. All right. So I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about, You know when to actually outsource your your paid ads your marketing your creative your emails you know what when do you get as an entrepreneur or a small business or a brand when do you get to that point of of outsourcing
1: yeah no that's an excellent question i think the biggest thing is you need to be making a certain amount of revenue until you start to outsource, you know, that agency because, mm-hmm. you know, and the then the daily. So let's say I'm an, let's say I have an e-commerce brand and I'm making 5k a month, you know, with my mm-hmm. store. And now I'm like, okay, well, I don't really understand ads or well, I want to get into paid ads, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm going to just go hire out. So I hire an agency and I have to spend in the agency, you know, a decent agency is probably gonna cost me three grand a month, you know, minimum, mm-hmm. So I say, okay, I pay this agency three grand a month. I'm only making five K a month. And then on top of that, I have to pay for the ads as well too. So then now I have to pay, you know, two grand in ads a month. So now we're already paying, we're already five grand down the hole, six grand down the hole, you know. So now let's say that agency doesn't even, they have to minimum break, have me break even. right? So let's say if mm-hmm. they don't even break even that first month. What's going to happen? Boom. You get hit with another retainer. <laughs> right. Right. You're <laughs> now, in the hole. And now you're in the hole. Exactly. Now you're becoming cash poor in your business. And there's only how many months can you go cash poor until you can, you know, survive anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was, I kept running into that issue, you know, even as an agency owner myself in the past. And so that's why I focus on creating a consulting agency. And so now, I definitely would recommend now for people to learn, you know, and, and, and I don't think that they should learn by themselves. You know, they should hire somebody to now teach them, be the angel over their shoulder and show them what to do. So now Uh you understand your story, you understand your business, you understand your metrics. And so now that investment that you're making within that person now lives longer, you know, Uh now now you can pocket that money that you would be paying the agency per month. You know, now you can put that back into your advertising and then scale.
0: Right. And I think also, um, Kevin, you know, like you should learn to, to do a lot of this stuff yourself before you start outsourcing it. I mean, I'm a big believer, even me for my own business, as I'm running it and I start to, to, you know, outsource some of the stuff, I wanted to make sure that I knew exactly how to do it before I outsourced it.
1: Right. Exactly. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. think that's a huge lesson because if you don't know what they're, if you don't know what's going on, and they can, they can just tell you anything. It's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's, good. that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. So tell us how we could get a hold of you. What services you offer, and you know wh- what, what you give to the world.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, like I said, I have a consulting agency. Uh, we created an offer. It's called a CMO in a box. Um, And so essentially now we we are your chief marketing officers in a box, we're giving you, you know, the cost of a CMOX for a fraction. If you look up the average cost of a CMO, it's gonna be what, like 150 a year minimum. Yeah. So now we're essentially giving um, entrepreneurs their own marketing department for a fraction of that cost. Um, So yeah, uh, we're looking for e-commerce brands, um, coaches, consultants, you know, who are, you know, doing a bit of revenue, but now they just need that holistic framework of how they can grow and scale. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they can find me on Instagram at it's Kevin Joseph, I T S Kevin Joseph. Um, just shoot me a, shoot me a DM on there. Um, we'd love to set up a time to chat, um, and, you know, talk more about your business. Um, and also if they if you just want to go straight to like booking appointment, they can go to to a work with Kevin slash appointment. That's work with Kevin slash appointment. You can just book from there.
0: And we will make sure and link everything up in the show notes so that you could just click on the show notes to get directly to Kevin. So thanks for such great information and knowledge and sharing best practices with us on creating ads and and when to scale and grow, you know, using those ads. So I appreciate it.
1: No, for sure. Thank you, Lisa, for having me on. I mean, your, your podcast is awesome. You ask really amazing questions. So yeah, I'm sure you get that a lot. I'm just here to add <laughs> on to that as well. So you ask some great questions, by the way.
0: Thank you. Thanks. For sure. Thanks again for listening to It's Simply Digital. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me bring on some amazing guests. And you can get a hold of me at itssimplydigital.com or Lisa at itsimplydigital.com. I hope you have a blessed day.